Hi, and welcome to the Game Go Podcast, the podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we want to talk about. I'm Hatebit Hero, and here is my host, Sonorith. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hope you had a good week in gaming. Pretty um, good week. All right. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Um, you might be thinking Stormblood, the new uh, expansion that came out for it, but actually I'm just playing the base game. I don't have a max level character. I just got back into it. And I think it costs like 25 bucks to max a character out if you don't already have one, which on top of buying Stormblood, like I don't want to. I'm not, I don't touch any MMOs. You can just buy a maxed out character now? Uh, On some of them, yeah. Like you need a level 60 character, I think, in this one. Okay. Or you can't enjoy the new content. So if you don't already have one, it, it's a mess. And I like MMOs, at least the idea of them. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully this will uh, turn out. To be more fun. I have a few friends playing with me, so uh, we'll see how that goes. In other news, uh, Prey was beaten again, the speed the speed record. Um, yeah, we made a big deal, what, like our... Like third episode or something. Yeah, yeah. Prey getting, it came out, it got beat like time minutes. and time again. It, it got like, like 20 four minutes. different like records got set that day. 10 minutes. And, yeah. And then, uh, well, set and then... and then uh, Subsequently and beaten. This, exactly. Uh the another just what was it six point it was five tenths six minutes fifty nine seconds and half a second half a second so away it from beat seven, seven minutes. minutes yeah so it's crazy uh, yeah lots of people still think it's considered yeah. like he's cheating it's no like, no outside tools are being used he's just people are using the word exploit and it seems and that that's those exactly are the ones what it is yeah they they seem to understand like no it, these are these are well within the the bounds of the rules like all the everything on the disc. That's all he's using. Yeah. Um, it's kind of shady and like, I, you know, it's not the best way to enjoy the game. Obviously, this is for speed running, but it, it is perfectly within his rights or whatever. You I wouldn't even go so far as to say it's a best because that implies better or worse. It's just that's true. it's a different way of enjoying the game. Yeah. Uh, people have a whole culture around speed running. So this is just another way to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, the largest news I think that everyone's been buzzing about is the... Uh, Announcement of the Super Nintendo Classic. Yeah, yeah, the re-release, the mini Super Nintendo Classic. The sequel to the Nintendo Classic. Right, following in its footsteps, they're gonna they're gonna be releasing a miniature version of the Super Nintendo again with, with two controls. With two controls so this you can time, just play multiplayer right out of the box. Longer uh, cords, which was oh, a big concern last time. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people were saying like, why would I even set that up next to my TV? It's closer to me when I play. And I thought that was a huge, huge misstep there. Just yeah, it just... it's a tiny thing. It, no matter what, if you're not gonna make the controls wireless, don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm also not going to play within feet of my freaking, or sorry, within a larger television. Within now, especially just two feet of my larger TV. Yeah, I think they said something about the HDMI cable was supposed to be the what what made up the slack there. Ah, yeah. Although yeah, that's not how that's you want to do it, even yeah. fashionably. Like, like I want the only cords I want to come out from my entertainment center are the control cords. Like it used it's to be functional back in the day. Oh man, I'm talking about back in the day for consoles. Right. Um. There's 21 games. 20 of them are classic vintage titles that you may have all enjoyed in your youth. One has never been released until this uh, announcement. Star Fox 2 is coming to the Super Nintendo Classic. Yeah, pretty crazy way of delivering a game. I don't know I don't know that this has ever been anything even similar to this has ever been done. I want to say that I remember hearing about a game that came out for like the Dreamcast or something uh-huh. within the last five years. But I mean, yeah, this is even further back. And this is and in the way that this is released, this yeah. is like official from Nintendo themselves on like some new little 
it seems like it's a tag to draw you into the uh, product. It's working because I definitely want to. I mean, there's already a lot of great games, but uh, this is only drawing me in more. Um, and and people are saying that you know you can just get an emulator uh, online, but apparently what I've read is uh, the game that's floating around online, whatever version of you, that they have, um, it's not the finished product, which they actually are going to have. Right. And I even mentioned on uh, on our Facebook page, somebody expressed that uh, sentiment that the game is not worth it from what they played, and I don't think they would go through the trouble of of releasing this game if if they didn't have to, and then also they could include another great game from their Super Nintendo li- library. But uh, what, what games are you excited about? Right here? I mean, they got they got my freaking favorite, man. They got Earthbound. Like, yeah, I noticed. You don't forget the rest of the list. That's cool. I don't... What's this second controller for? Here, I'm going to go lock myself back up in my freaking room. And I'm going to erase your file again. Again. <laughs> Just like old times. Yeah, personally, I'm excited about Final Fantasy 3 um, or 6, I guess. It's the American three, so it would be Final Whatever. Fantasy six. Six three, same. I thing. do kind of like that they're keeping the number. Did four and five even do anything good? Like worth mentioning? Like I think the stories were, were good. Um, I mean, I, I I don't remember too much about them though. Nobody nobody gets mad about skipping over them. They just get mad about is it is it American or Japanese? Yeah, I think two here was thing. four. I don't know. Anyway, you're also going to be getting Contra three, the Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country. F-Zero, uh, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course. I don't know why they're including two. I don't know. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which I know is a, a huge deal for a lot of people. Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, which I don't get because they just released the final challenges on the Switch. Yeah. Um, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG. Uh, that's a big deal too. Yeah. I know people wanted that character in Smash Brothers a lot. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he's apparently owned. I didn't know that he's owned by Square. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Gino's so, owned by Square. Well, so is Cloud and he was in the last one. Hey. Yeah. Hello. Right. Uh, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, uh, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox 1 and 2. I'm noticing a theme here with the titles. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't Super Star Fox or something. I did read, though, that to play the second one, you have to beat the first level of Star Fox 1. Which sounds like a pretty crazy... Uh, that's weird. I think it's to to give you the basics. And I understand that part. It's just like, this game is already like an exclusive thing. Yeah. Okay, and they're already treating it strange enough. Yeah. Like, why? okay, and now to play it, I have to play one of the other ones for a little bit, not even beat the whole game. And then get to, I don't know. Maybe maybe the uh, tutorial in the second one wasn't nearly as uh, lengthy or in-depth. So they're, they're hoping the first one is a, a crash course. Okay, maybe. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the pre-orders uh, are already being resold on eBay. Uh, the thing, as soon as like people heard about it, they were just pre-ordering the hell out of it online. Yeah, when you know, when you're a company as big as, as Nintendo and you got an item that you already are calling limited... And and everybody knows it's going to be on short or yeah. going, to ha- going to go through a shortage. It's it's bait for these scalpers. Yeah, although uh, they Nintendo did say that they are taking the proper precautions to uh, what is it? Uh, make Curb. sure that there aren't shortages. Like I I, I'm, I hope it's not like the NES where you have to stand in line for a good long time. I already did that for the Switch. I don't need to do that twice in one year. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that you already did it for the Switch, and this thing is not as important or as big as the Switch. There it's are there big, well, will see that's be... the thing too. These are guaranteed twenty one great games, based on your tastes changing a little bit. But Switch, this was a, more of an unknown, more expensive. You know, I'm talking as regardless of uh, of that, the demand for the Switch 
no matter how you cut it, was is still higher than oh, than is going to be for this. Still selling really and well. Yeah, they're splitting their resources between them both. There's going to be shortage of this within a week. I mean, yeah. they're already sold out of pre-sales of, of pre-orders. Yeah, uh, that, although mm-hmm. they did cut the NES specifically so they could focus more on this too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that is gonna, you know, help out when um when it comes to selling the the damn thing or supplying it. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go that got a pretty big update, and uh, we didn't talk about it because the the whole E three mess or mess the the event the, the, the excitement. As E3 in the event gate. itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the gyms that uh, they got closed for construction uh, and then they got reopened. Uh, and now they're Pokestops in addition to being the gyms. Uh, that's supposed to help rural areas that don't have as many landmarks that for Pokestops or gyms. Yeah, and, you, you uh, got nothing in between these gyms. Now you at least got the gyms to also re-up on stuff. Yes. And they're, you can also participate in raids at these gyms. The, they, they basically provide a... Tougher Pokemon that's roughly 10 times stronger than a normal Pokemon, and you can use groups of people to beat it, and then you have a chance to capture a normal strength version of it. I really like that idea of having just a bunch of people around you, well, actually locally, you know? Yeah, and it's it's like the uh, trailer for Pokemon Go when it first came out. You yeah. had people beating up Mewtwo in New York City. See, that's what, I mean, everybody wanted that. I was waiting it's for cool. just, like, groups of people to be aiming their phone at a certain thing. Like, you know, what the hell are they doing? Oh, okay, they're Well, I mean, that's what one. Pokemon Go was for a while. Like, somebody would scream about a Scyther at the corner of the park, and you'd see but nobody, droves they weren't, of people. They weren't working together to yeah. get it. They were so this, all... Yeah, this is definitely more they're delivering on the promise that people like got from the trailer um anyway and in order to compete in these raids you have to have a ticket which you get from uh basically you just spin the pokestop at the gym you'll get a raid ticket so then you can participate in one you can only hold one at a time though but i believe you can buy raid tickets for 100 pokecoins and then those that you should be able to have as many as you want at first they were meant to be for higher level players and i i mean that this just came out like a week ago and they're already lowering the the level requirement. It used to be 35. Now it's 20 as of this recording. Um, and if you, uh, if you participate in enough raids, you can get a legendary ticket, which will let you compete in a uh, legendary raid, which will have like one of the birds or Mew or Mewtwo or uh, Celebi from the newer generation. Uh, this is pretty exciting. They did say that the, the summer was going to be legendary. Um, if you listen to one of our, oh, other right, episodes. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like they're already kind of, being very uh, strong out of the gate for the summer when people are more active and have more free time. Uh, at least uh, the younger people Smart. do. Yeah, it's a really good idea. I'm already seeing, like, I caught my ditto at my work, at the comic store I work at, because these girls came in <laughs> saying, like, oh, we just caught this ditto. It's a Pidgey. And this was after 10 minutes of them being there. So I grabbed my phone and check, and the Pidgey's still there. I got my first ditto. It was oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm seeing more of a renewed interest in it, too, because I was at a trivia night, and, and people were still, like, checking their phone activating the gym for the coins or the items they get nice that's good to see yeah it was it was really cool that first couple like it was a surge that it had very like happy carefree time where communities were really you heard a lot of good stories i know there was one um special needs child who got teased Mm -hmm. and when that story went viral and a bunch of people threw him a pokemon go party I so did not play. know about that, but just things like that are are amazing. Just the way it started bringing people, the way it's hearing like 
that I forgot which the Museum of Tolerance I think was a uh, Pokestop. <laughs> so they were di- they were they had to put up a sign asking like you know please no phone games or, or children unattended children. Oh here. no! It, wasn't it the Holocaust Memorial? Museum I, uh, or there something? we go. That's what it was. Yeah, That's that was, was unfortunate. I knew it had something to do with some form of intolerance. Yeah. Niantic <laughs> did let them like uh, petition to take their Pokestop or gym down. Right. Um, which unfortunately some people did it and. There was an area near my house that has three poke stops right next to each other. Okay. It was a psychiatrist vill- office village kind of thing. Weird. So after hours, people would hang out there at night. And it didn't, I don't know if maybe some people kind of ruined it for everybody else. I can't imagine a more appropriate place for those people though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I, I want to see people out there again playing. I remember I walked around my park when it came out and I just found like five people like wandering around and you all kind of know what you're doing. You're like looking at your phone and you're like, yeah, we're looking for Pokemon too. Uh it was, a, it was a good time. I want to see that again. It's just weird to imagine like, okay, let's just for a second pretend like this was real. That's how it would happen. Yeah. That's a, if you were going around hunting for actual Pokemon, you would run into other Pokemon hunters. Although the problem there being that like, I have my phone, you have your phone. We could both catch that Pikachu. If this was real life, I would shove you to the floor and throw my Pokeball at the Pikachu trying to get it. I'm not trying to instigate <laughs> violence, but I do like the idea that, no, there is only one. <laughs> um, even better, I mean, I'm sure it can't, but I mean, even yeah. better would be like, okay, he's in the middle of trying to catch it. Can I Can I interrupt oh, man, that, that and steal horrible. it, essentially? Uh, anyway, so yeah, they got a pretty big update. I want to see people out there. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, uh, did you play it when it first came out? Is this going to bring you back in? Please let us know because this is definitely one of those, you know, community-based uh, games. And it, this game will – oh, you, I'm sorry. I didn't even say anything. For the raids, you can team up with like 20 people to, to, to do it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I would love to know if you guys are going to be trying this out, if this is going to bring you back in, or if you need more. Um, but yeah, uh, rap rabbit. Yeah. It. Uh, unfortunately, I was looking forward to this one. Me too. Uh, and I can understand, I guess, based on how sparse the pre, you know, the, dis- the demonstration was. Yeah, there, there's there w- there's very limited on the information that we have that we can use right now. Uh, rap rabbit, which was supposed to be a spiritual successor to uh, Parappa the Rapper, it was going to be. Man. And Guitaru Man. It was and it was from the makers thereof. Yeah. Um it didn't reach its goal. It only got up to uh two hundred K out of the one million they were asking for. Super unfortunate. Uh yeah. just that's I guess that's just how that goes. Doesn't seem there's that big an interest for uh for rhythm rap games right now. It seemed like a really cool idea. I'd love to see them maybe develop this a little more and come back. You know, with a better, clearer presentation of what I feel, do. I feel that if they can do exactly that, just come up with a little something, a little more tangible. Yeah, maybe one song, half a song. We a saw small... a concept of one, and it was it was cool, but it I was would okay. love to see more. Yeah, the, I'd well, love to what see the I branching. Was okay, but stuff. that's all. Yeah, um, Modern Warfare Remastered that that came with the Infinite Warfare if you pre-ordered like the deluxe edition, I think, for eighty bucks. But now you can buy the remaster on its own for forty. Uh, some people are kind of esteemed about this, that originally they had said they weren't going to sell it. This was the only way you can get it is if you bought the $80 version of Infinite Warfare. Um, but I I know some people that would definitely be interested in this now, now that you don't have to buy another game, which some people weren't a fan of. I tried it. It was okay. But Modern Warfare Remastered, that's definitely like, uh, it has a, a warm spot in some people's hearts. Yeah. Fun memories. This is a... Uh... I can imagine that why those people would be upset if you didn't want to spend. That's double the price. Yeah. Let's say this was the only part of that package you wanted. You went back and paid double for 
a portion of what that was going to give you. Yeah. So I can understand. I it's I I feel people have every right to be upset. This is straight up. If they said that this was the only way you could get it, it really should have been the only way you could get it. Yeah. I think the problem was that they saw the sales on Infinite Warfare waning and they're like we you know some people are still going to want this. We can't leave them out in the dark. Um although I guess they should have just been up front and said you can get this later. But then again, yeah, it wouldn't have sold the Infinite Warfare copies. Maybe this this kind of feels like the same thing they did be- back before when before they started using the term timed exclusive. Oh yeah, or where when they were being a little bit too liberal Aloof. with that word. Yeah, yeah, like oh no, we didn't know or not, no, screw you guys. We know that you guys get these things worked out months in advance. Yeah, D- don't try and fool us. Same thing, kind of here. I'm pretty sure these guys had already had it in the works as a plan or as a as maybe a um. What is it? A, a, a plan B. Yeah. Like, but like you're saying that they saw the, the the sales. The sales waning. So I don't know. If it was possible or if it was even a little bit, even as a backup plan intended to do this, there was no reason to ever say like. I. It's just a buyer beware thing. Like they're trying to get your money. And for some people it worked, you know, like they shelled out the money for this. And uh, I mean, the only consolation I can think of is that you could maybe sell Infinite Warfare back for Probably more than 40, a little bit, at GameStop or something. I don't know about at GameStop, but... I know they get a bad rap, but, I mean, I don't know if I've ever been, like... has it been more than two weeks? I I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't keep track of when they drop the prices on that stuff. I just know that I've never been, like, upset with how much money I get from a game. Like, I, I know, like, I know how these trends go, and I understand if a game that... Like, No Man's Sky, that game got sold back by a lot of people... And the price, you know, reflected that. But I think I sold the Fire Emblem Awakening once and I got like way more than I expected for it. For Nintendo games? That's true. Nintendo games have a, they, they kind of They maintain escape their, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they don't drop their prices ever. Right. Uh, anyway, so Modern Warfare, 40 bucks now. Get it. Don't, you know, let us know what you think if, if it's okay what they did. Um, but that actually leads us into our next thing is uh, the Days of Summer event. They're they're owned by Activision, which also owns Blizzard, which made Overwatch, and they're very popular with events. I feel like Call of Duty is taking a page right out of their book because they're having a seasonal event for the. I think this is the first time. And that's it's a damn good thing to see a company as 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 money hungry as these guys, <laughs> and, and and a franchise that you know kind of demands for as much uh, out of you for their DLC and all that. Yeah, it's really nice to see them take an approach that someone like Overwatch is taking. Yeah. I mean, you could always buy the boxes like Overwatch does, but I mean, now they're giving you free stuff. Um, Yeah. Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare Remastered, and Black Ops 3 are all participating in this. Black Ops 3 is less involved than the other two, but there's still some free stuff you can get like camos and uh, emblems. And they're limited time, kind of like Overwatch does. But uh, you can also get free supply drops in Infinite Warfare uh, if you check in every Monday. And you can get uh, other stuff for checking in Wednesday and Friday. And that's going on until, I believe, the end of August. I think it's the next 10 weeks. So if you play summer. those games still, yeah, check it out. Like, if you want to spend your summer inside where it's not burning hot, go for it. I'm not going to blame you. Um, Assassin's Creed Rebellion. That is an iOS Android game that was announced, I uh, believe, this morning as of as of recording this. Yeah, this one, I think the story is uh, one of these assassins accidentally got into the vat of uh, Lego plastic. <laughs> the character then, models look weird and like toy. It, it's weird. They kind of resemble Funko Pop or uh, 
or other like mo- Roblox or Mega. Yeah, yeah, something weird. Like something, something in between those collectibles and the Legos. Yeah, uh, it, it's gonna be a free to play strategy game, RPG strategy. I, I think it's gonna be one of those ones where you have to wait every two hours and then do something and then wait another two hours. You 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 can get several assassins like Ezio and uh, the one from oh, uh, the various heroes. Embers. Yeah, well, from that era, it's gonna be uh, 15th century. Oh, uh, okay, so only the era. I believe so. Okay. There's going to be uh, an explanation for it in story with the animus mixing people's memories. It's, it'll make sense hopefully in 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 the game. And uh, um, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this, but I'll try it out and let you guys know what I think. So Overwatch fans are getting a little bit more antsy for uh, Doomfist and. Oh uh, man, I've been waiting forever for Terry Crews. There we go. There we go <laughs> for Terry Crews' performance in it. Uh, especially, I mean, we've already been excited since. The day that he tweeted, like, hey, yeah, no, I'll do the voice. And then we start seeing tweets and pictures of him in the studio. Well, yeah, because, like, at first it was just him, like, reaching out. And it seems like Blizzard's like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take you up on that. So uh, the excitement has been revamped for this character, especially because of the uh, crash logs right now in the Overwatch PTR. They've referenced Doomfist and the Summer Games. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the file names actually, like, have the words in there. Uh, yeah, and just, yes, it's coming soon. Like, I thought Orissa was actually going to be... Doomfist? Doomfist. I thought when they were talking about announcing a new character, that followed very shortly after the Terry Crews Yeah, thing. but, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe uh, maybe too soon, yeah. yeah. Well, but I didn't know like, how quick or how long it would take for them to, like, in really the pipeline. get this going. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I had thought was happening then. Looks like that's uh gonna happen soon though. Yeah, I, I want I want to see him. I want to play the crap out of him. Um, I you know I feel like maybe Blizzard is intentionally doing these things to kind of generate hype for it. It just seems kind of like you know I, I'm not a huge fan of people going through like data mining stuff and finding things and spoiling it. Uh huh. But I mean, here's the information, and it just I don't know maybe somebody from Blizzard is like secretly giving the information out and seeding it to, to create the buzz, you know? Right. Kind of like the AGR, but... Yeah, something like even, that. Even done, like, because that, that, that AGR... That on so long. I, I, I ARG. am of ARG. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the That ARG, like, lasted a little too long. Yeah. And it was done from the frame of an in, in-game character, which was cool. Yeah. I Are think you the... saying that this one is, like, a, an actual... No, I I, th- I think maybe like oh look what I found in the crash test that's a the Blizzard employee like showing it to people to, to get the people talking about it like we're doing right now. Was it a Blizzard employee that? No, but no. I'm saying like secretly like okay. conspiracy thing, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, that Sombra one lasted too long. I think people were mad too, it was because it was all timed releases for the information uh-huh. instead of people digging through it and, and finding being able it. to find it freely. Yeah. yeah, and you, it was cool that they were using the data mining thing. It's kind of remove the authenticity when it's like, well, it's timed data mining. Yeah, I think um, another Activision game, uh, Destiny. Uh Uh-huh. People were excited to find an exotic weapon, but it turned out that they just had to wait for the quest to activate. Like, they just had to flip a switch, and that kind of, ticked some people off. Um, But yeah, I mean, I want to see Doomfist. I want to get another chance at those summer games uh, emblems and and skins and stuff. Oh, a changes in Overwatch are generally exciting to me. Yeah, it, it gives even, us a reason to keep playing. What was it? The two weeks ago that the, the origin? No, the two weeks ago that the update they did last anniversary. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was fun. That was cool. The skins were great. So you want to talk about E3? Yeah. Um, I know we talked, we dedicated a whole episode to it last week. We even mentioned the security problems um, that allowed us to attend. But, uh, Is it a problem if it helps us? Oh, well, no. Some people actually had stuff stolen, and that's not cool. Those are problems. Yes. We um, had security benefits. The ESA said there were no problems, though. They said that their security was tighter than ever, which is kind of worrisome. Um, but that there were definitely a, little... a lot of holes in their security. We even saw people coming in through the exit doors that people would leave open when they would leave. It was, it was just a mess. Uh, and I've been reading a lot about kind of because the public was was now for the first time allowed in that uh there was kind of an us versus them mentality like yeah, media and developers versus media, the public media devs and public right well more the media and devs on one side the public on the other because okay. this is the first time they're coming into it uh i didn't get that at all me neither you know being somebody who who i've been to a couple of these of, of e3s this is this will be like the fourth i've ever attended i've never felt any animosity from a developer or from media? From anybody ever. It definitely was kind of uh, chaotic. It felt like we were at a theme park. Definitely. But I don't... Kind of never... crammed, yeah. sometimes a little packed. If anything, like the demonstrators all seemed really happy and excited to be sharing this with, with people. Yeah. Like it... people that are passionate, that go there because they want to play these games, not just because they want to, they have to report on them or they have to sell this to, you know, somebody. Um I don't I don't know if maybe just some people feel like, hey, we paid a lot for this. How come we don't get to see some of these exclusive things right now? Literally, that just popped into my head. Yeah, the tickets were pretty expensive. And and like I said, my friends and I waited three hours to play Destiny. Yeah. Um, But that's I think that's to be expected with a venue of this size and with as many people as there were. The the organization was also up to the individual booth uh Handlers, basically. Right. Nintendo had like a billion switches to play Mario on. Yeah. So the wait was, it was kind of lengthy because they gave you 10 minutes to play with the game, but it still didn't feel like it was excessive uh, for what the, for the amount of time that you got to play. Right. Considering, you know, how many other people are excited to play the same game. Yeah. That mob was huge. They were, it was a huge, it never got light in that booth. Yeah. But um, like I was saying, I don't, I don't know. Some people were calling the uh, E3 security problems a conspiracy. To uh, basically to get the public out of E3 again. I don't think that that's, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we're aware of the security issues. I don't think that that uh, that the, this is fabricated. This is not a fabricated story that, that there were security concerns. Some people got hurt, apparently, and it just security didn't do anything to help them. And I, I would love to see a better security situation. Um, unfortunately, I mean... If you know, that were the case this time, we wouldn't have gotten in. But I really don't think I saw once anybody getting uh, like the light on their badge. I saw it like twice on the second day. Okay. I'll yeah. Just, okay. It, but I mean, yeah, they were just waving people in in droves. Um, and I had a, my camera up and that was enough to like. To, oh, to, he's working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when we say camera, we mean phone. Camera phone. <laughs> this wasn't like a, a nice, like, you know, phone Icon camera. or anything. Yeah. Either. This was just a, a little Apple phone. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I want security to be, be- to be better. Uh, and I also understand why it's messy. But I think for now it's going to be that way. They can't, um, they can't expand until, for like another four years due to a contract. The ESA. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, after after that passes, they'll be able to. 
I mean, I'd love for them to stay in LA because we're already here, but if they need to go somewhere that they can handle this better, like Gamescom in Germany, they apparently have separate days for press and public, and that seems to work. That's what I want to see done. No, I don't think a change in venue needs to happen, just a change in the way they handle the situation. Yeah, it's only three days, and that doesn't seem, it's not a lot, especially for how much there is to see and how many people there are. If they were to separate it into public and press, I think everyone would be a little happier. And that's really all I have to say on it. I was just kind of bringing this up because I did see uh, some concerns about it online. Uh, but do you guys have any opinions on this? Like, um, do you care if the security was as lax as they say? Did if, if you attended, did you feel like maybe there was some animosity from developers or media? Yeah, like if you were attending this, if you had attended, would it upset you how lax uh, security was? Or is that even a non-issue and you're just more of like, hey, can people get in and that's it? I I understand, like, if you paid for the ticket, you'd be upset that you didn't really have to pay for it. You could have come for free, essentially. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to hear you guys' opinions. Um, but that's really all I have to say for that little uh, bit of news. Played ARMS recently. This is Nintendo's newest... Uh, IP. Newest IP. New game. It's a... Uh, you're probably spe- skeptical. Skeptical, not spectacle. I was skeptical. When you first saw it, uh, and you had every right to be. It does look like it's going to be a very, very cutesy take on boxing. Wii Sports Boxing. It looked very much like that. Then I started playing it. Oh my god. The game is amazing. That game is great. So, yeah. ARMS gameplay at its core, it's basically a twist on boxing. Everybody's got... uh, They've got springy arms or ribbon arms or some kind of chain arm. Their arms, it's called arms because the big thing about it is their arms stretch out. They can launch their arms outward. What this means is uh, for this sport of arms is that they can come in from the left, the right, or in front of you. These guys also, they can jump. Uh, Ribbon Girl even has a multi-jump. Um, dashing. There's da- uh, the you can dash. That's yeah. That's in boxing still dodging left mm. right. It's, how, it's more drastic, I think. Yeah, it's like long range boxing, basically. It is pretty. It's yeah. If you if you could launch your punches literally like out twenty feet, that's yeah. what this basically is. Uh, it's it's really great. It seemed like it was gonna be really simplistic at first. They go and they talk about the different arms in a couple of trailers, uh, even a couple of the different kinds of arms that you can equip. Arms being the fists. The gloves, the yeah, yeah, not the arms themselves, but the fists. There's different types, and when I say that, I really mean there's different types. So you see Springman, who's the blue guy. He's kind of like this game's Ryu. He's got no real uh, uh, boost in in fight outside of his desperation move, quote unquote. It's a uh, yeah. At 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 uh, critical health, he's always boosted. Um, and what we'll, that means, yeah. we'll tell you later. But um, yeah, just there are all sorts of different fists that you can equip on these characters. Ten of which there are available right now. Uh, they have all different attributes. There's like six different elements uh, in the game. Each one of those that adds a different kind of attack to your punch once it's charged up. Uh, and they, it just allows for so many different crazy unique combinations uh, considering you are also allowed to equip two separate uh, fists on either arm. So you don't, you're not limited to 
to pairs, you can put any kind of hand on either hand, and it just works out for all sorts of crazy different combinations. Um, like I was saying, there's there's straight up fists. Like there are some some fists that look like the classic boxing glove, and they'll have something basic. Like Springman has his toasters. They call them toasters. They're 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 regular fists. They get a little bit bigger in size when they charge. But when they charge, they also, as their name says, toasters, they apply a hot heat fire damage. So it will knock your enemy over and will apply fire damage there. Um, he has another arm that is, they look like uh, boomerangs. I forgot what their name is. Snake, uh, uh, Kid Cobra has another set that's called the Coolerang and they move similarly. They it go It makes a wide arc. If you throw it, to the left or right, super huge arc just comes around. So the enemy really needs to know what the hell's going on with that. And no, not, it really helps out when guys are uh, dodging in that direction. So if you know a guy likes to, likes to dodge or dash constantly to your, to your left, then throw out these to the left and uh, it'll hit them. It's really, it's much more effective than straight arms like uh, Ribbon Girl's, Ribbon Girl is like the 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 I don't know. Chun-Li. She kind of She's like the female like ma- mascot I think. Yeah, I get if anybody on this one is that that like she's also on the cover. She's got a second arm. It's it's a popper like a like a like party, a party popper? popper, yeah. And three little projectiles come out of it. This one's super straight. This one's meant for real quick uh counter punches because of the the fact that the rounder ones take a little bit more time. You can get direct and throw something out in front like these uh, poppers. Three little weak, lightweight poppers will come out. If you try and use left or right with those, the movement is nowhere near as drastic and they can still be avoided by your enemies. The single player modes that it's got, it's got a Grand Prix mode and that's the main single player mode. It's quote unquote the story because there is a bit of a boss and little bit yeah. of a plot at the end of it. But for the most part, you are just going through one-on-one with, uh, for, with all 10 of the other participants in the game. Or sorry, all 10 of the participants in the game. You're going to fight them all along with two surprise bosses at the end. There's too many games interspersed in there. I kind of felt like it was modeling itself after the arcade mode from uh, Street Fighter. Or classic in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I completely forgot about those. <laughs> but I was thinking more Street Fighter too, but... Well, it basically has too many games thrown in there. Those mini games, I was not too big a fan of. But anyway, you go through the whole Grand Prix, and um, once you you have seven difficulties, you go through. I had so much trouble just going on three. They're numbered yeah. one through seven, and I had so much trouble the first time going with three. It's got a really, really steep. All right, it's it's a steep learning curve, but it's also not super tall. Yeah. Uh, after if you if you play around with it, it, it felt like you really could figure out what you're doing and where you need to improve. Uh, there's a training mode, which is exactly as it entails. You just go in there, you try out different arms, you try out different characters. Uh, you're free as much time as you want to take, and you just keep on bashing and trying out different combinations with your with your arms. It's really amazing. Yeah. Who? Um. Did you have a favorite character? 
my favorite character so far is Kid Cobra. What is what what, his, what is his uh like special stuff? His he's okay. So he plays like some kind of other extreme sport in this world with uh, disc board or something like that. I forgot oh, what it was. Oh, the skate park. Yeah. Yeah, that's his. That's his uh, ring. Yeah, you can tell from the uh, his clothes. Yeah, he's all dressed up in a in a nineties safe... extreme sports gear. Yeah, I was gonna say safety gear, and that makes it sound super lame. No, no, like he's... a chest guard, yeah. a helmet, uh, arm pads, elbow pads, and such. He has these two like my the favorite arms. My favorite combo so far is just two slapamanders. They don't cover for every situation, but doing the whole using the left and right for wide arcs, it has. I, people do not block anywhere near as much as they should be. Yeah, I I, I found myself like focusing on grabbing or dodging over uh, blocking. Right, right. Like, and and I think the curve the weapons take a real huge advantage of that. Well, yeah, because this one's a whip, right? Basically, essentially, it and yeah. like I said, they curve a lot, along with the fact that when they're charged up. And let me explain the charge up. I think I said it a bunch of times. Yeah, a little bit. If you dodge, if you jump, uh, when you land. Or if you hold the dodge button after doing a dodge, your character will do a very, you know, anime style, yeah. DBZ style charge up. And uh, it'll take a moment. Your gloves will begin animating in a different way. And you'll see an aura kind of emanate around them. You got about the time of a punch or two to land the hit with the charge. And that'll add the extra elemental effect. There's ice, there's fire, there are explosions, there are electrical stuns, and there are cyclones. These are all indicated with a different little icon when you're selecting your arm. They allow for different properties to occur on your attacks. Cyclones will throw the enemy really far away. So almost like a throw, it'll it'll put a lot of space between you and your enemy after the hit lands, if it does. Uh, stuns are really great. This is the electrical one, because if that lands... The your opponent's arms are both disabled, so they can't. They're at the mercy of uh of their limited speed. They're really easy to grab. They can't block. They're pretty much vulnerable. Explosions will just knock them down like where they stand, uh. But it's a guaranteed way to knock them down, as well as a uh, fire does a very similar effect. I don't think I've seen the real difference between an explosion and fire. Um, ice though is pretty awesome in that it'll freeze your characters, slowing them down dramatically. It's basically like a stun, except that they're still a, uh, punching is still an option as is blocking. So they still have some defense. Uh, it's, it, it's just so crazy when you see your opponent with these different things and you find out for the first time, oh crap, okay, I need to avoid that for <laughs> sure because yeah. I need to use my arms. I, I remember thinking the stun seemed a little overpowered because not, not only does it stop you from using your arms, but you, you also can't move when you're stunned. Right. It seems a little overpowered, um, although I haven't seen it uh, exploited to the point of being unfun. Right. I'm thankful so far that I haven't seen it put on anything that's real quick any of the really fast weapons so i think that seems to be the counter for most of the electrical weapons is that they're going to end up being mid or heavyweight yeah um and that that makes it that to me so far has made it okay i haven't seen i I had some trouble with a couple of mimins online who like to use the double uh the double megawatt Oh, the, Combo, uh, the big one, yeah. Huge yellow landmine-looking right? thing. Yeah. Slow, and yeah, when it comes at you and hits you with a charge, oh my goodness, it hurts. And then there's a rush attack. For every punch you throw out, 
it fills this uh meter. triangle. Yeah, this little this little triangle. A lot of people can't tell that little Dorito chip is is their is their rush meter. And uh as it fills, once it does, it'll be glowing yellow on fire as a spicy Dorito would. <laughs> you activate your your rush attack and the rush attacks aren't unique to the characters. Rather, they're unique to the gloves Arms. and the ele- uh, the elements that they possess. Um, it does a really, really huge, big version of the charge attack. Sometimes it results in a combo. Other times it results in a heavy hit, like the wind. The wind one will hit them once, uh, will throw them around in the air, and then deal a lot of damage upon landing. It gets confusing a little bit to use the wind with something uh, like the... The Tri-Blast had an explosive effect, so that one would just rapid-fire out and explode on impact. It was kind of hard to use those both effectively because I found myself grabbing the enemy out of danger's way. So he'd get hit only by the wind one and avoid, because of the wind attack, all the stuff that they would have got hit by with the uh, explosive tri-blast. If you hit them with the explosion first and then the wind, maybe that would help. That's what, yeah. That you're well. What you're, I think, what you're supposed to do is figure out the juggle timing, mm, okay. and then and then so throw. That requires more technical. Yeah, uh, technical yeah, knowledge. it can, and it's cool that it it has that. If you're not all that great with that, then pick something faster. Like I said, the tri-blast, uh, similar to. Um, Ribbon Girl's uh, uh, Party Popper again, the faster weapons, you can go ahead and mash on those and they'll come out as you, you know, predicted, like they'll come out. But then something like uh, the Slapamander, uh, Ribbon Girl also has a Slapamander of her own, but I forgot what it's called. Both of those, when they come out, they'll take their long arc, they'll hit you. And then like a billion hits will have, it, it looks like a Akuma's Demon Rage <laughs> or Thousand Hit special when uh, just you see a bunch of hits happen and the numbers just going higher and higher to indicate how much damage you just did. When yeah. you land one of those and then throw your second one, like I said, I like using two Slapamanders. When you throw both of them out, it's just heaven in a little friggin' basket right there. Just brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Yeah. Normally, once you throw your charge punches out, that's it. You have to charge again. Her left arm will stay charged, so it's something to keep in mind, uh, and it's an important facet of her gameplay. Yeah, that's really cool, but my favorite character to play as is probably Helix. Uh, I think he's one of the more popular ones on the internet. Yeah. Him and Ninjara. The internet likes the way he looks. He's just like this bag of green goo or blue or red or yellow, depending on uh, how you change his color. But um, He's labeled as the man of mystery, and his origins are the reason why like, yeah. he's an experiment of some sort, but nobody really knows how he came to be. Yeah. Um, he's got these weird goggles for a face and his mouth is like a little pink circle. It's a, It looks like a like one of the donuts from The Simpsons. Yeah, almost. Um, <laughs> but his special ability is he's the only person I think that can, uh, if you hold the jump button for any of the character, they'll just jump. But him, because he's a gooey, like flubber looking thing, he'll stretch out in a direction that you're you're trying to walk and then once you let go then he'll actually bring the rest of his body along he like but, rubber bands as opposed to just jumping so yeah he's towering over the opponent and in the meantime he can throw a charged punch mm-hmm. which i i didn't realize was unique to him until i tried to explain to somebody else um and then his dash is amazing because instead of like just running in one direction he melts to the floor moves and then comes back up it is really cool to see it when it really works I, it, like when when you throw a punch and don't hit and you're like what the f- oh okay well that was actually kind of badass well no the few times we were playing uh you were t- twintel throwing a grab uh-huh. and i just like dash forward <laughs> under it and like bam and it, it ah, that's the most satisfying feeling like i said i thought this was going to be like Wii sports boxing Definitely a a very shallow arcade be... game like Punch Out or something. Right, this is definitely right. a fighting game, and hopefully it has. I mean, it has the depth. I just hope the community stays on this game for long enough. Right, they're planning on doing free updates. Oh yeah, uh, a new character is already announced within the month. I think I next by the within, end of within July. a month. Okay, yeah. by the end of July. Right now it's June, and um, end of June. But yeah, uh, we already have another character on the way, and uh. We have more maps, I think, are going to come out along with, I know for sure, more characters after this. Oh, and, yeah, and for sure. So it's kind of awesome to already know that they're they're planning on supporting this. They I, Nintendo wants this to be a big deal. and It, it is so far for me. Yeah. Like, the it is, it is really, really deceptively deep. You really don't know how deep it is when, uh, until you play it. And I'm not trying to say, I don't want to oversell it. It is nowhere near the the combo button mashing fest that Tekken might be, and you're not gonna be sitting there trying to practice the same combo over and over like you wouldn't practice mode in yeah. enough uh, in a Street Fighter game. But there is a lot to be said about the different combinations of arms and the different ways that the different mobility that your character is given depending on the character that you choose. Yeah, that's. The That's ring like itself the... even oh, is yeah. a massive variable in this. None of the rings are just plain. They all have some kind of odd gimmick. Just like the game itself, man. Just about everything in it. It feels so subtle. And then you get in there, you lose to some stupid little nuance, and you yeah. realize, holy crap, this game is going to have a lot of those little nuances. It's, like I said, a lot deeper than it appears to be. Yeah, uh, like there's a ninja school that's from Ninjaras. It basically takes place on the steps of this school. Mm-hmm. And when their items are dropping in like bombs, they'll just roll down. So if you yep. you can try to maintain the high ground and then just start like pushing those items down to your opponent. And yeah. that'll usually, you know, that, that usually ends well for you. Even so, some fighters like uh, Ribbon Girl, yeah. with her jumping, she, she uh, works best at higher ground. 
So if you're her opponent, you want to fight that and put her at a disadvantage by getting her level at you or lower. If, if she's you're, jumping up into your level, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, then at best, she's only evening out. Yeah. You know? Um, things like uh, knowing how to use the trampolines on, on Springman's seemingly oh, yeah. basic stage. You it's know? like a boxing ring with uh, trampolines on with, the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of ropes, That's it's like got the a bunch of trampolines. That's the you're going to get. That, yeah. It is really... That is the simplest one in the entire set of them. And like those trampolines, it was upsetting when I first found out that you can juggle off of those. So Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Let's say <laughs> knock somebody up onto them, right? They yeah. bounce. If you time it right on the bounce back, you can punch them right back onto it. Oh. Time it again right, you can just keep going and going if you want. Yeah. That I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if they're doing uh if they're gonna be implementing any kind of uh you can't get juggled after like three or four yeah hits. exactly it'd, it'd be kind of yeah. nice to make sure that there is a hard limit on that yeah but like I, I don't know what it is or if they're going to be putting one in yeah i think my favorite thing about it the game so far is that uh as you're playing you're earning money basically for the game and then you have a chance to earn more arms so eventually you can play any character you want with any arm you want like if you like the slapamanders that uh hate mentioned mm-hmm but you really like playing as Helix, like I might, then I can eventually earn those weapons for Helix and then I'll have the whippy attacks with the dodging and the yeah and the weird jumps. And it, it oh man, this game is is great. And it's it's like Splatoon where, you know, you, it looks fun. Uh, you're not sure how much you're going to get into it, but then it comes out and it's it's very, it exceeded my expectations at least. Uh, it Same here. And I think everybody who's playing it is is getting real blown away. It's... I'm not seeing a lot of people giving it really, really bad or negative, uh, negative rap yet. Uh, there was that one guy who he played for like five hours, three days in a row, and got bursitis. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but, don't I overexert mean, yourself. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good way to go into the controls. Yeah, I was gonna say that is one of the uh, uh, other big things about this game is the uh, quote unquote the thumbs up grip, and it's called that because literally the way you grab the. Uh, the control is with your thumbs up, uh, the sticks facing not into your palm outward still. And, uh, yeah, it's, you liked it a lot. I was using that a lot. I I had tried it at the Nintendo land event and, uh, I tried the test punch when they had those. So I was a little more used to it. And I feel like I was putting up a pretty good fight with uh, hate here who was using the, the, the regular controller. Yeah. The standard slide, the, the yeah, it takes it takes some getting used to, but if you played uh, like virtual on, you understand the movement is kind of like that with the joysticks. Uh, but then you do have a dedicated jump and dash button instead of you know having to tilt the uh, the sticks like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. It just takes some getting used to because it is it's pretty different from anything else we've seen so far. Yeah, like I was saying, it is responsive and it's impressive how well when you know what you're when when you're intending to do something and and you just lean forward, lean back, whatever. Those simple little controls and how well. It responds right away. It feels so one to one and it just feels very accurate. Like I'm holding a bigger, you know, joystick in my hand, which is great. But then there were other times where I kind of felt just a little bit uh, uncomfortable, I guess. And that's just maybe me. I need to get used to it. Um, I prefer to play that way, actually, compared to like the, 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 the grips. Yeah. I gave it maybe half hour, 45 minutes before I got a little too frustrated with constant losing. And then I tried... <laughs> The, the, I tried to slide in. I, I'm hearing it called the dog ear control. Oh, well, cause it looks like a dog. 
dogs ears. People have been doing fan art of it where it looks like a puppy or something. Nice. So I switched over to that and saw an immediate improvement as in like I actually won a freaking match. <laughs> um, it was, I guess, I mean, I, I always, I, every game I've ever played has always been, any any action or fast-paced game has always been a hard control. It's never ever been motion controls. I don't know. I don't know if I could play this game competitively and get used to getting used to motion controls. It seems like it's something beyond me. Actually, but like you said, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see like when the pro scene eventually comes out for this game. Like who's going to be using just the control or who's going to be using the punches? Right. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, considering there are some advantages that you can get through only motion control. Like you get you get crazy control of your punches if you uh. When you're using the uh, the sticks and you throw a punch out, you'll be using left and right to direct them only pretty much left and right. There's a little bit of upward downward, but not not anywhere near as much as if you uh, throw out a punch with the uh, with a thumbs up grip. You are really like driving that that punch wherever you want it to go. You yeah. have a lot more opportunity to to psych out the opponent and also throw your punch more where you intended it to be. Uh, there is a lot of times where I feel like we're playing with the sticks while I'm. It's doing exactly what I want it to, but the limitation is what the sticks can do. Yeah, it just the there's you get a little bit more flexibility with the uh, thumbs up grip as far as how far you're. Uh, arms can move and as also that grabbing that very distinct advantage with grabbing where you can really widen the arms oh yeah if you throw a punch when you're using the uh, the thumbs up control basically when you throw a punch and you twist your wrist if you twist it inward the the punch will curve inward if you punch if you twist outward it'll punch it'll curve outward so if you throw both of them at the same time and then twist both wrists outward it can widen the uh basically the net for for grabs so if your opponent keeps dodging, you could you could probably follow them with th- with that, and it casts a wide net for you to to really pull them in for for a good hit. Yeah, I found it odd that they're really we have two sticks, but I it, they I felt that you know it just would have made sense to assign the left stick to left punch, right stick to right punch. The problem there is that if you're pushing A and B with the right thumb, right, then you'd have to jump up to the stick, or is it down? right. But down. then, I mean, even as it is now, the problem is that you're controlling both the body of the player and the the punches, which problem. I think is one of those things, one of those other things that the uh, thumbs up grip affords you. Is... Well, be- you can't really move when you're when you're doing that, especially because your mobility is reduced anyway when you're throwing a punch. It is. It's reduced, but it's not. It's not dead. You, I have you to can... test. I have to play around with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure no, how check much... it out. When you throw a punch, if you only throw one out, your mobility gets reduced only so much. Throw them both out, and it's not dead, but you can still move a little bit. You still get a couple of, like, inches. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say maybe an inch or two of movement, and that has saved me from a couple of throws sometimes. It's it's And, and even more so, it has saved the opponent, which is why I, I like... What the have? What are the limitations to how you move and when you throw punches? And you are never really completely immobile, except for I think when you're throwing a when you're throwing. Yeah, I, I w- think that's the only time where you just can't move at all. Yeah, I would really like to see. Um, I don't know. Is this a feature where you, uh, you can see what your opponent is using as far as a control scheme? 
Uh, no, not that I know. I think that would be pretty cool. Considering the Switch knows what color your Joy-Cons are, like when you click it into the it center screen, probably... I feel like that's something they could keep track of too. Yeah, really easily. Yeah, uh, and, and then that would kind of let you know like what, what you're up against. Uh, although maybe that's information that people want to keep to themselves. Right. As far as competitively. So the like we were saying earlier, those rings, everybody's got their own. The arenas, yeah. They got their own little hazards, like we said. Yeah, like Twin Tails is Hollywood, and there's limos everywhere. They, which also act as uh, as trampolines. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, when your character is advantageous at, at taller heights, yeah. you know, you get that option there. The limos, they can be used as, like you said, obstacles to for defense. You know, get behind them. Oh, my God, I'm at low health. Let's wait for this guy to throw a couple. All right, now, I'm a, now he's open. That would that that match or that that ring annoys Those, me a yeah, lot. We were considering, fighting a lot in that one. Considering how much they get in the way, because they're on the floor, they're just there. Yeah. The one that was really weird to me, I think it's bark and bites. Yeah, it's bark and bites because it's shaped like a bone. Is it the one that's got like the weird just mini raised big, platform in the middle? Yeah, it's just a rectangle in the middle. It looks like a water park almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. It, it looks it looks like a resort. Yeah. Of some sort. I and don't understand what is what is the gimmick on that one. I he's. Oh yeah, the gimmick quote unquote is just the shape, the raised ground. Oh okay. And how that like kind of gets in the way. It does, and it doesn't seem like a fun gimmick at all. It's like, it's what I what I'm amazed by is the fact that it is literally just a, a stretch of floor, probably about like what what four feet by ten feet long, and it's only raised about a foot off the floor. If that, like three inches, it seems like. It's barely off the floor. Yeah. And it is gets in the way so effing much in these matches. It And like, it's just floor. Especially if you're trying to dash, like your character won't just jump up it. I don't think. Nope. It's... They, they don't automatically step up on it or anything. Yeah. It just, you... it gets in the way. Yeah. It's, it's just in the way. It can easily be jumped onto, but it just is in the way. The yeah. tips even of the bone are slanted down, which starts making things a little bit hard to deal with when Ooh. you're on that, on yeah. that tilted ground. And yeah, it's just these are incredibly simple little features of the floor that add this entire like another thing you have to think about. Yeah, the just whole time. it's crazy how every little variable, no matter how insignificant it might seem at at any point in the in the game, determines how things turn out on a punch to punch basis. Yeah, it's it's insane. a great game though. Yeah, it's uh the GUIs so. I wrote a lot of this part up uh, before seeing the party mode, and oh, the party yeah, mode stuff. That's great. The party mode stuff is cool to watch. Party mode is an online unranked mode of play with a bunch of different mini game modes thrown in along with regular uh, with regular games. But the cool thing about finding the game is the fact that you're while in the lobby. Your little icon of your character is floating around this screen, and you start seeing other little. Uh, character icons float on kind of like the way the mario kart Mii's when they jump into the world to that signifying that they're in your room oh, okay that's what the these characters their little circular icons just come in from out of screen into screen and then when the game starts creating you know uh matches to fill big circles with the describing the match and the type the match type and filled with the illustration of uh, of the match the or, or of the arena yeah. they're playing on, 
that thing will be there. And then depending on who it's going to match up in there, you'll physically see their icons get thrown into the circle of the ring there. They you'll try, like, see them. Too? Yes. Not throwing punches. You'll like, see them attacking. taking damage. Yeah. You'll see them fighting, actually going at it. And then when they do a lose or win, you get to watch their little icons like do their thing while you're waiting to get paired up in your own game. And you can see the time on the uh, around the edge of the circle. too. It's like it's almost the I mean, it's it, without spectating, you're spectating. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, a nice really way to know cool how little s- lobby. It's a nice way to know how soon you're going to have to wait to play against one of these people. Not only that, it's funny to just watch the circles interact. Like, oh, that's my friend there, though. Like, the one yeah. getting smacked around, that's my buddy. <laughs> and now, and now, okay, cool. Now they're waiting, and now they're watching me. Like, it's it's really cool to see all that, to be able to keep track of all that stuff right there. That was That's, that's like, the best part of the, the menus as far as menus go, GUIs go. The rest of the presentation in the game is fairly minimal, mostly function over anything else. You start it up and it's just pretty much a blank yellow screen, a very bright, like warning yellow screen along with the arms theme music. Let I mean, there's nothing really exciting or anything to write home about there. It's, it's just a standard... Anytime, it gets you into the game. Anytime that you're given some pre- something, like anytime that, that you're given an option, it's just here they are and that's it. You know, it's very get to the point-ish. One thing I didn't, I, w- I, w- I wasn't all... Four was their help section, the tutorials. Oh no, they're barely tutorials. Like this is a full on, this is a full on Nintendo full price release. There were a couple of people who had an issue with that. They feel like you know maybe it's a little bit uh, too bare for the price. I don't know. I felt it was fine. I was upset with the tutorials because they're just like they're, they're it's just like a a, a present a slide a, a PowerPoint Slideshow. presentation. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a fighting game. Maybe they are expecting for the community to kind of like go out and look for that information, you know, to kind of feed their enthusiasm for the game. Right. That could that could be one of the things, but I don't know. It just felt... More I, hands-on I, tutorials would be better. It, it just looked so much like... It reminded me of the uh, Xbox 360 arcade games and mm, how they yeah. had their... Their electronic manuals? Yeah. Like okay. they were, they were yeah. mandated and they had kind of had like a... Um, they kind of had like a template that they would use to do them. It was very sterile. It, re- it very much reminded me of that. It was lacking in style. And considering, you oh. know, you have Biff right there as yeah, your announcer character. Yeah, he nearly as much presence as he should. Huh? He could easily be announcing any of that stuff. I would like a just a video clip or just, you know, a, a very quick cutscene of these moves being effectively used. Not just, I'm really not, I'm very, like, not just not expecting, I'm disappointed that that's all that was given for a game that I'm really wanting to take off and like you would think that they'd be more helpful literally yeah. in, in, in these like I I think this is also a good way to like the people that look for this information are going to are going to be the ones that get to the top of the ranks you know yeah the the, the what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it in far as Yeah far that's as that that is very much what this the kind of game this seems like Splatoon it echoes that yeah, but yeah. at least Splatoon had that whole campaign to show you all the mechanics and weapons and stuff. You had, you had. This was your playground to try. Not, it a, in. not as good as example as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I. They do have the training modes, and then when you're buying stuff, it, it it's kind of like teaching you like you want to hit this stuff, and intuitively you might curve your. Oh, wrist you mean and the, the mini game using yeah. for, for the things? Yeah, those the mini games do a pretty good job of uh, making you use. 
the different kinds of angles in a safe environment too where you don't have to worry about getting attacked or anything like that. Yeah, like when um when Windows first made the computers like with solitaire on them, they they included solitaire because that was how people would learn to drag and click. Oh, okay. And it taught them that without really like thinking about it. Uh Minesweeper Minesweeper did something similar where the game taught you that right clicking and left clicking do different things. So basically Oh, okay. Yeah, the game's the training in this case is is I think meant to like kind of push you in the direction of learning the different mechanics a little bit. I would like to see an elemental thing, a, an elemental mini game or something introduced, so oh, you kind of right. get used to seeing what they do to teach you how to more effectively use those. Yeah, uh, kind of like how Borderlands did when when you're learning about the elements and they would bring out like the robot. Here's acid damage. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So far, the game has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've picked up. Stuff like with Helix, um, just just from playing against you, um, and a few other friends, I think the game is, is intuitive enough to intuitive enough to for anybody to kind of like try it out and and enjoy it. Uh, as far as getting good at it though, that I think would require some actual practice. Yeah, it is kind of one of those, like I said about the steep but short learning curve. It'll take minutes to pick up, but it can take a while to to master. Like yeah, oh wow, or like almost any puzzle game or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, audio in this game, so sound effects themselves, awesome. Punches sound really nice when they land. Things that sound like whips, windy (laughs) sounds that, like, you know, tear through the wind. All that stuff is great. Voices, I got really, really excited that nobody converses. They don't overstay their welcome. (laughs) Nobody talks. These guys don't interact with each other in a... Mm. In a in a in di- a dialogue fashion, I would like to actually see something like that. Like in Overwatch, before the match starts, characters will interact if they have a special relationship with each other. Right. So I'd love to see like, uh, who's it? Kid Cobra versus maybe uh, uh, Springman or Helix with Twintel, who uh-huh. is his like you know his childhood crush. I don't know. I would I would rather just never see anything like that happen <laughs> with these guys. Story development will be fine. I don't want to ever have to sit through it or anything. Their quick lines that they say are nice, cute, and like you said, I think the keyword overstayed. They are not overstayed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fighting game. I guess you don't see a lot of that in other fighting games. Not a whole lot. There are some, does that. Yeah, there are some where story ends up, you're sitting through more story than, than, than you are fights if you're good enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you could skip through that stuff if... I think you can skip through the like injustice intros if you want to. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you get tired, don't of get it. so defensive, bro. <laughs> but anyway, the one thing I I mixed on now. I mean, I played it more and it didn't bug me anywhere near as much as I thought it was going to. The music, the music. that theme that you've heard in the trailers from from the for arms, you're going to hear that throughout A the lot. whole game. Almost every track, almost every track has that, 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 oh, 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 or a variation thereof with some other instrument. Uh, but every ring has a version of that song. And it's like, I like the tracks themselves, each individually sound of perfect, sound great. But then you're playing them one after another, after another, after another. This is the type of game kind of get online and you will just lose like two hours of your time and not even realize it that music can get a little bit it starts to get great you start to notice it yeah and it gets if you're even noticing it at all it kind of i think that's kind of a bad thing to begin with you know 
lately Nintendo's been more like, you've been playing for too long. Why don't you take a break? And I think maybe this is their kind of their way of like subliminal. You get tired of the music, maybe you've had enough for the day. All right, let's turn music down and put <clears throat> on my favorite music. Or you could time do that. for a marathon. <laughs> Working for the weekend or something. Can't wait to get elbowitis. What um, was the thing he had? Bursitis. Bursititis. Bursitis. <laughs> that sounds like a special move. <laughs> You've unlocked my bursitis. Um, you yeah. regret that. So this game, you would recommend it to to people? I don't really recommend it. I feel like it should be almost like a standard with the Switch. Like, oh, okay. I, I feel like, oh, almost it alongside Mario Kart, almost like that. If you knew somebody who had a Wii, a Wii U, uh, you almost expected them to have a game like that. As long as you knew these people not to be a JRPG type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you buy like two games a year in your set. Yeah, like uh, I, I feel like this game can be right up there with Mario Kart and be played by everybody and fun times there's party modes there's all sorts of things to make it accessible to to everybody yeah i would definitely definitely recommend it you buy it if you get into it you have so much to replay and go through there's so many arms to go back and earn there's so many different combinations of the arms to try the few characters that they have now are not going to be the final roster and even they offer so much Different variations, variation, combination, permutation, every word of those. That's basically the, the the heart of this game is those various combinations of of finding what you like. Yeah. As far as fighting and, and arms. Loadouts. Um, <laughs> I am curious, though. Uh, each character starts with three unique arms. And so you can get 30 for all the characters, which is basically everyone's collective arms they're adding a new character do you think they're going to add three new arms for him i you know what that's a really good question even on the last bosses there were no new unique arms they were still ones that we seen before Hmm. i don't i maybe i i could see it go either way i would have expected with 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 that context in mind i would now have expected them to be unique maybe they'll add them and and they didn't want to give it away maybe maybe but uh I could. I don't really have an expectation either way. Uh, I could see it yeah. going reasonably either way. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't tried it, uh, I suggest. I think some GameStops have demos now, don't they? Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. Get your hands on this any way you can to try it. Um. Although, don't if if you aren't very good at it or if it's weird, don't let this don't let that discourage you. It is something you got to get used to. Uh. Or use the control sticks. The controls are not going to be something that should be getting in your way. Yeah. you should. There should be a control style that's for you. The game itself, it's like, if you're not having fun with this, you probably don't like games in general. <laughs> or know? fighting games specifically. I, w- I would go so far as to say games. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, hmm, eight out of five? I mean, eight, eight, eight and a half? I mean, I don't like numbers, but probably eight. about it. <laughs> It's not an epic, so I can't. I like. I can barely. Get, I can't give it a nine. I feel yeah. like. Like. I think eight point five is is a. That's a pretty damn good good score. Yeah. If you if you if you go by review scores, uh, in the tr- traditional sense, then I, I, yeah, that's ours. Yeah, that game is damn good. Go get it. All right. So there's this week's kind of light on releases. Um, Kinda. Yeah. There's only like four things worth mentioning. I is it think. Just me or the industry on a diet, huh? Well, after E3, you know, you got to binge and then purge a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? That makes sense. That's a, not a bad analogy. Hmm. Anyway, Friday, June 29th, 
Is that Friday? No, it's sure. Thursday. Thursday, I'm sorry. Thursday, June 29th, Elder Scrolls Legends, the uh, their card game, the collectible card game online, they're going to release an expansion called Heroes of Skyrim, which will bring in a lot of uh, notable characters from Skyrim into the card game. Would you say they're heroes? Uh, probably. I wouldn't, but uh, Bethesda would, so that's ah. the important thing. Um, another game that's coming out, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. It actually ended up not coming out. They said it was something about a hiccup with Unity. Uh, they didn't really get too much more specific than that, but Goner is coming to the Switch. Uh, so if you looked at the trailer, you thought it looked cool, you know, maybe check it that out. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I'm actually probably going to buy that. Uh, unless we can re- get a review copy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're talking to them right now about that. Yeah. Uh, June 30th, uh, Friday, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. That's the first, second, and third Crash Bandicoot games remastered. They look amazing. They look not, not just am- uh, yeah, it's faithful, amazing. but at the same time, it's like they definitely, it seems like they built it from the ground up. It's so weird how it's like, yeah, it looks the same, but also it Incredibly. looks- Incredibly. It, it looks effing amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's coming to PS4. And uh, the last thing worth mentioning, I think, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs> DLC, the first one, uh, that's coming on Friday to the Switch and to the Wii U. Uh, that's going to have the hard mode. The Trials, the uh, Super Map, or what was it called? Uh, crap, I forgot what it was called. But where it's you a map track, that tracks track the where 200 you, hours? Yeah, where you've been for the last 200 hours. Um, so, yeah, that's all coming out. Uh, pretty exciting. I mean, it's not a lot, but what's there is definitely, you know, w- worth looking at. Yeah, pretty substantial. Now, the, uh, thanks to Hey Pit Hero and his massive review for arms. Yeah, my which, huge, long arms. Review. Um we uh, don't have time to 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 really talk get into uh, the uh, meat of the episode as far as our opinion piece uh we are, we've been talking about doing this one for a while uh next week we're going to talk about series fatigue uh not just from like call of duty which some of you might have expected but also like pokemon and even Far Cry is getting up there. Ubisoft in general. Um, you better hide Final Fantasy. Oh, Final Fantasy, uh, to an extent, has also been guilty. We're going to talk about that and how some of the series are are changing to avoid people getting tired of the same old crap. That's going to do it for us this week. If you like what you hear, if you actually if you hate what you hear, let us know. Tell us what you guys are thinking. Uh, and if there's a story that you guys want to hear us talk about, like if you're interested in it, you want to hear what our opinions of it are. Let us know. Email us at gamegopodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on gamegopodcast.com. Uh, and we're on Twitter at gamego11. Those are probably the easiest ways to find us. We're also on Facebook uh, at gamego. Um, so, yeah, if, if you like what we say, if you don't, you want to hear something specific, let us know. Leave us uh, a like or two. <laughs> Tell your friends about this. The, this is the the easiest way to get the word out is through you guys. Um so if you enjoy what you're listening to, you want to hear more of it, we can put more time into it the more, you know, the more people are listening. Uh so yeah. Yeah, give us a, a thumbs up. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you guys. Thank you guys very much for having listen listening. We appreciate actually, you guys. Yeah, this is actually the 10th episode. I didn't know when we started this, you know, a month and a half, two months and a half ago that uh, we, we would still be far. going at the yeah, like um like any other project we try and start. <laughs> yeah. So we really appreciate the people that have listened so far that are giving their opinions, their likes, their just anything that you guys do for us. It, it really helps us stay in the game knowing that people are, are responding to it. 
Thank you, guys. Yeah, so this has been Game Go, a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we want. Uh, I'm your host, Sonrith, and with me, as always, is 8 Hero. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.